going to bless the Lord and bless him. Give him all the praise and glory. His presence is minding in our midst here. We bless you, Jesus. You deserve our praise. All the glory is yours. Shaka brato safala da kumbrate se katayatas. Muko kumbra bebe kabide sata kumbra basatai. Mroja frapa pakanda labrata tai. Blasa kanda ladadas. Salaka paladas, shaprantos, braka patonta tendolobras, frasha camrata talaka balade, broso brange bosota kemio shata prandos. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you tonight. But your name is glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you shout to Jesus and give him praise? And be seated in heavenly places. I want to share with you quickly on our final um, edition of our teaching on 10 precious remedies against Satan's devices then we are going to pray intensively we're going to teach you for, for 30 minutes the next 45 minutes we are going to zoom into serious prayer hallelujah oh hallelujah you don't look like people who are here to pray hallelujah glory to God so we looked at 10 precious remedies against Satan's devices. I'm not going to explain any of them because I've used about nine teachings to explain that. I'm going to state them, then I continue from where we ended last week. We said the first remedy against Satan's devices is to walk by the rule of scripture. Number two is don't vex or grieve the Holy Ghost. Number three is to pursue heavenly wisdom number four is to resist Satan's first approach immediately number five is to strive to be filled with the Holy Spirit number six is to remain humble number seven is to maintain a strong and constant watch which means to be on guard number eight is to maintain communion with God number nine is to combat Satan in the strength of Christ and not your strength. And number 10, which we started last week, is to pray much. I believe this is what crowns this whole teaching on the 10 precious remedies against Satan's devices. And last week we began to look at how important prayer is to the believer in first. Thessalonians chapter 5 the verse 17 the Bible says pray without ceasing and we explain that if we take this verse literally it means that every single time of our life we should find ourselves praying which is virtually impossible but we explained that when the Bible says pray without ceasing it's more of the attitude of prayer than the activity of prayer so when the Bible says pray without ceasing he's saying that always be in the mood of prayer so it's more of the attitude of the heart rather than the activity of the lips prayer is supposed to be a part of our lives 
so that in every given time our lives becomes prayer hallelujah and we explain that the bible says we must pray every time according to first thessalonians 5 17. number two we must pray about everything philippians 4 6. number three we must pray everywhere first timothy 2 8. number four we must pray every way first timothy 2 1 in message translation and we must pray for every man so according to scripture, we are supposed to pray every time, pray about everything, pray everywhere, pray every way, and pray for every man. And we explain that there are four entities for which reason we pray. We pray because of four entities. And you need to understand this. The first entity for which reason we pray is God. God is the first entity for which reason we pray. The Bible tells us in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the verse 2, the Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but to God. So in prayer, we address, we encounter, we come into union and communion with God. So the first entity for which reason we pray is God. So this is a platform where we commune with God. We talk to God. We keep in touch with God. We, we are refreshed in God. We hide in God. We make supplications and make requests to God. So God is the first entity for which reason we pray. Number two is others. Other human beings are the entities for which reason we pray in first timothy we read it in chapter 2 the verse 1 to 4 the bible tells us that i exhort thee therefore that prayers giving of thanks supplications and intercessions be made for all men for kings and all that are in authority so men are the reason why we pray so we pray because of God number two we pray because of men we call that intercession so we pray because of God for the purposes of communion and fellowship we pray because of others for the purpose of intercession are we following this hallelujah so so if you want to enjoy a rich atmosphere of prayer you must learn not only to pray because of god your relationship with him but you must learn to pray because of what others you pray for the president you pray for the nation you pray for your family members you pray for sick children in the hospitals you pray for nations that are difficult to reach with the gospel you pray for nations that that are in war you pray for pregnant women you pray for all men so we pray because of others you see until you get to the realm of intercession you have not started enjoying prayer because intercessors are errand boys and girls for God they do God's errands for them there's a lot God wants to do in this world but without prayer he, he not that he cannot but he would not because God instituted that the reason why he will act upon the earth is because men gave him invitation to act that is why intercessors are so necessary on the land so if you are a child of God and you are not an intercessor you are missing too much 
So every child of God must learn to intercede. How many people do you have their names in your prayer book? That is if you have a prayer book. How many people? I pray for drug addicts. I pray for porn actors. I pray for homosexuals. I pray for the 10 most powerful people in the whole world. I pray for psychopath boys and girls. Hallelujah. If you come to my prayer room, it's a wonder the kind of people I pray for. You will be amazed. I have a world map. I lie on it and pray for the whole world. I have the 197 countries pasted in my prayer room. If you pray one minute for each, that's 197 minutes. Long prayer eh, is found in intercession. If you want to learn how to pray long, pray for people. If you have 60 relatives and you pray one minute for each, how, how many minutes is that? That's 60 hours. One hour becomes a common life with you. The reason why you are struggling to pray for long is because you don't pray for people. Hallelujah. So because of our the length of our teaching, let me just summarize everything so that we can pray. Number three reason or number three entity for which reason we pray is the devil. We pray because of Satan. A lot of times people want us to, to ignore that fact but we cannot ignore the fact. Because the Bible tells us that though we, we, are, we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are, are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There is an invisible realm in the midst. There are portals of darkness that are dominating the hearts of men. The Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities. Powers. Rulers of darkness of this age and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So these are rankings of authorities in the kingdom of darkness. So Satan has a well-structured authority system by which he controls, dominates and enslaves men. That's the reason why we pray. Because listen to me, if you don't pray, you'll be a slave to Satan. Satan's ministry progresses in a prayerless life. I repeat myself, Satan's ministry progresses actively in a prayerless life. And I can tell you on authority, if you are a child of God and you don't understand that Satan is one of the reasons why we pray, you are in trouble because we are in war. We are in a warfare and not a fanfare. We are in a battlefield, not a playground. So many lose sight of that fact. I told you about the modus operandi of Satan. I told you about the mission statement of Satan. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not except but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you are told that the purpose of this man's existence is to kill you, steal from you, and destroy, you will be alert. Not only so, the Bible says he, he goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. So Satan does not only steal, kill, and destroy, he devours. In 1 Thessalonians 2.18, Apostle Paul speaks of the fact that he wanted to come to the people, but Satan hindered us. So Satan does not only steal, kill, destroy, and devour. He what? He hinders. 
a great and effectual door has been opened but what many are the adversaries that means the door can open for you but how to enter can be a problem why because there are adversaries that stand at the door to make sure you don't access it so you see God does not have a problem opening doors but that because you have not known how to clear your enemies he can't open the door so many Christians don't have that spiritual intelligence to understand that the third entity for which reason we pray is Satan one which doctor that God converted was giving us spiritual intelligence and he said there are three groups of believers in fact three groups of praying believers that every witch wizard or God should not venture he was warning them three groups of praying believers that every witch or cult whatever you call yourself don't venture these three groups of praying Christians number one he says Christians who pray for long number two Christians who pray at midnight and number three Christians who pray intermittently intermittent prayer means that you prayed five minutes after ten minutes you prayed again after 30 minutes you prayed for 10 minutes after one hour you pray for another 5 minutes after 2 hours you pray for another 10 minutes after 3 hours you pray for another 1 hour another 1 minute after 2 hours you pray for another 5 minutes till 24 hours is conquered he says be afraid of those creatures because anything you do will not happen in their lives if you try those groups of praying Christians they will kill you When I heard that, I said, Lord, I'll become all three. So that I will be an atomic bomb to Satan. Hallelujah. You see, when the sons of Sceva were casting out devils, the demon says something. Jesus Anoam. Pour into Anoam. Who be you? which means that who you are in the realm of the spirit really matters and we need to understand that who you are is in two dimensions the first dimension of who you are is your position in Christ the second dimension of who you are is your activity in Christ so you can be seated with Christ in heavenly places and Satan can be sitting on you Oh, you don't understand this thing. <laughs> I've seen people confess I am a new creation, but what is happening in their dreams doesn't look like it. So don't be too quick to stay around only positional realities because every reality that you have in Christ that has not been practicalized cannot be experienced in its fullest strength because God knows that the Holy Ghost lives in us I hope you are aware yet he says pray pray why did he say you should pray why your life must constantly be on fire because the last time I checked when you put a hot metal on fire for a long time it begins to assume the position of the fire the Metal becomes red hot like that same fire. 
and a house fly will think twice before landing on the metal I hope you are aware it's same with your spiritual life God is the fire because the Bible calls him in Hebrews 12 a consuming fire you must stay with God because you are that metal that's your spirit you must learn to put yourself on God's gas cooker in God's presence in God's consuming fire through prayer until that fire in God begins to catch your life touch your life influence your life until you yourself become a burning metal that's when Satan will begin to advise himself that's when when, when witches are sent to you everybody will say we can't go change mission you see some of you are so cold that once they mention your name everybody say me I'll go send me I'll go send me send me I'll go you know why because there's no fire in your life whilst you are fasting you are feasting whilst you are praying you are playing You are watching Netflix, eating conflicts. <laughs> so Satan will lift up his hands. Along with everybody who say, even Satan himself will say, I'll go. I'm teaching good here. I was listening to an account. You see, the realm of the spirit is real. You can choose to doubt it. It is real. Last time I was, I was, I was, uh, I was making a teaching of how spirits can manipulate human beings to spill spams out of marriage. And they, those spams can feed them. It can strengthen them. It, it, demons are energized with spams that come from fornication. Many of you don't know that. That's how we can easily become a slave an addict to masturbation because all those spams are collected in the spirit you see people don't understand the spiritual technologies do you know the blood of Jesus was shed physically yet the effect was spiritual so someone will, will, will begin to imagine how come the blood of Jesus was shed physically that blood spilled on Calvary yet the Bible says he carried the blood into the holy of holies in heaven now did he collect it from the floor the technology by which the blood of Jesus was taken into God's presence is the same technology by which your sperm can be collected go and ask witches who cause accidents the blood that has spilled spiritually they collect those bloods but you won't see them there are systems in the realm of the spirit that many Christians are ignorant about and what that expose said was that there are about three demons that Satan positions in every believer's house the first demon is the demon of weakness second demon is the demon of slumber and the third demon is the demon of sleep <laughs> And the assignment is to make sure that Christians become weak. They never read their Bible. 
Do you know what it means when a Christian opens his Bible? You don't understand the power that is released. <laughs> you don't. You don't. That's why you take your Bible study for granted. That's why you take your morning devotion for granted. Listen. Every day without devotion is a bad day. I don't care how much money you made. It was a bad day. They make sure Christians sleep when it's time to pray. There are demons that will whisper in your mind that today is Sunday, but you don't have money. Today is Sunday, but have you realized you have worn all your dress for the year? So stay home. You don't look nice with this dress. You have already worn it. Everybody will say that your dress is one way. <laughs> so stay home. Then it comes as if it's your own thought. But you don't know it's Satan speaking. It's the demon in front of your door is the one speaking to you. So it comes as a normal thought. So you think it's normal. You see, we call that spiritual intelligence. I can discern the voice of Satan. Do you know that Peter was telling Jesus, Master, you shall not die. Isn't it a good thing to say? To tell somebody who's going to die that you won't die. Right now, if I tell you, you will die. What will you say to me? I, I reject it in Jesus' name. But Peter was telling the master, you will not die in Jesus' name. He was telling Jesus, and you won't die in Jesus' name. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. How? Is Peter Satan? No, he was being influenced by Satan. But Jesus had to discern the voice of Satan through the voice of Peter. teaching something here the realm of the spirit is so vast there are cities in the spirit, there are portals, realms items, activities there are markets in the spirit epilepsy is sold in the realm of the spirit oh you don't know that diseases are sold, you can buy some 20 pesos and put it on a weak believer and you see, that's the kind of you don't joke with dreams. Dreams. Hear me carefully. Maybe this is just a warning. Any dream you have that seems dangerous, take action immediately. Because listen to me, when you have a dream that is dangerous, it means that it has already happened or it's about to happen. You can't tell which one. So the dream was to let you know that something has gone on in the realm of the spirit already so listen to me you see that is how come a lot of times people come with situations to men of god and it doesn't mean the men of god are powerless it simply means that time frame was too 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 elapsed i'll give an example are you ready for this you bought something from a store and you gave the woman who was selling the item 100 Ghana cities she was supposed to give you a, a change of 80 cities and she gave you 50 pesos sorry 50 cities and you took it and went home whilst you were on your way going home you remembered and checked and you realized that she's supposed to balance you with extra 30 cities so you went there immediately is it easy for her to give it to you yes but when you went home after one month you remembered that the thing It's supposed to be 30 
CDs on top of the 50. And you go back to the woman after woman. What, what does she tell you? The woman will tell you, I don't even remember your face. They'll call the police on you. Now, what's the difference? The difference was time. If you waste time on certain dreams, certain signals, certain revelations that you get, if you don't take care, when time is elapsed, one month, two months, three months, it means that the thing has already been cooked. So, listen, it will be very difficult for any man of God to help you, not because they're not powerful. I'm teaching you technologies in the spirit. You had a dream, someone chop off your left leg. <laughs> and you saw it as a normal thing. Someone slapped you. And since that time, I've been feeling some pain in your left ear. And you went for gyne. After the slap. <laughs> okay. ENT. You, you don't understand. You don't understand. Hmm. I wish we could do an all night. <laughs> so we can teach you. So that you are not ignorant. If you are weak in the spirit. Eh, I am telling you. Anything can happen. A spirit can use your face to go and do evil. Eh? And the spirit will take your face. Not a cold will be with that. <laughs> and the person will see your face. When the person wakes up, the person says you are a witch. <laughs> eh, you are not a witch. Why am I? <laughs> you don't understand this thing. No? Why am I? Why am I blameless? <laughs> <laughs> mm, tell somebody mm. <laughs> today let me just uh, maybe we'll close at 9 10 instead of 9 because I, I can feel the Holy Ghost in this teaching now there are about 4 to 5 traps eh, that Satan will always make sure that he puts in your life and I, I just want to mention them so that anytime these things are happening in your life just know that you are either under attack or Satan's about to attack you are you following this? number one is sleep if you are enjoying sleep if you are sleeping too much if you are oversleeping if all of a sudden you just sleep 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 you are supposed to wake up at 5 you wake up at 7 Oh, you don't, you don't get to see. Some people are not laughing. That means that it's a message. I'm telling you something serious. I'm glad you are laughing, but make sure you do something about it. If not, you'll be laughing on the wrong side of your mouth. Sleep, sleep, sleep. See, sleep is a sign of spiritual weakness. I am telling you all. Every soldier is careful about sleep. I am telling you. If you are a Christian who is sleeping physically a lot, it's a sign spiritually you are weak. It's a sign Satan has thrown an arrow which has already affected you. And you must quickly do something about it. It, it is better you start some fasting or you decide that when you come back from work, you will sleep early and wake up at one and do two hour warfare before you sleep again. 
because something is going on in the realm of the spirit Satan knows he can't kill you spiritually because you are alive in Christ but he can make you sleep spiritually and it will manifest physically so that's the first trap number one is what? sleep number two is giving anytime eh, your giving life comes down you are in trouble I'm teaching you secrets. That is how can what you, you see. You see, people, you see, the world is smarter than the church. Anytime someone enters a shrine, he will leave a gift. When the idol does something for them, they will bring a fowl. It's a kind of offering. Are you following what I'm teaching you? If you are a Christian, eh? and you realize that your giving is either reducing drastically or you are not giving at all you are under spiritual attack I am telling you something serious in the bible when you check it giving is so strategic that the lives of people was transformed because of giving there was a woman that gave Jesus by breaking an alabaster box and Jesus said wherever the gospel is preached your name will be mentioned till today her name is being mentioned giving Every king comes into power and gives one bullock. Solomon came and gave thousand. God says, I'm giving you a blank check. Choose what you want me to do for you. David, the same. Check the Bible. Give us and leave us. Give us, don't die. I'm telling you. Give us, don't die. Except they're not spiritual. So Satan will stop you from giving because listen, God's lifestyle is giving. For God so loved the world that He gave. Any believer who gives is copying His God. And if Satan wants to attack you, he will he will first begin with sleep, and he will stop you from giving. <laughs> Number three, because of time. Praise and worship. Check your praise and worship lifestyle. If you realize that for some time, even in church, when you're doing praise and worship, you, you, you are not even connecting. You're under attack. How many times do you sing praise and worship personally when you're at home? These are spiritual weapons Satan does not want you to wield. So you either magnify your problems or send the spirit of discouragement because anytime you praise, you raise a horn against the devil. So he will stop you from praise. If you know you don't have a good voice, put a good song with a good voice in it and dance. Save yourself. Number one. Number four is prayer. So check these four things. If these four things are lacking your life, you are under serious attack. Hear me. Listen, when any moment prayer becomes hard for you, that means Satan is coming for you and your family. Any day prayer becomes very hard for you, that means an attack is coming. An attack is coming and Satan is preventing you from averting and aborting the attack. That's why prayer is hard for you. So just check it. Just put that equation together. Any day prayer becomes difficult. It means something bad is about to happen. And Satan is keeping you weak so he can be able to effectively manipulate the system against your life and your family.
Is someone learning something? So Satan will fight these four things in your life badly, especially prayer. Let's finish this thing and pray. The fourth entity for which reason we pray. First of all, let's 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 rehearse it again. The first entity for which reason we pray is for the purpose of communion and fellowship. Number two, others for the purpose of intercession. Number three, Satan because of warfare. Spiritual warfare. That's why God gave you. See, if 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 you just believe in Christ and you are just a new creation and everything is fine, there are some scriptures the Bible will not put it there. There's no way God will tell us has given us spiritual weapons. For what reason? Why would the Bible tell us to put on the whole armor of God if there's no war? We've been given an armor. We've been given weapons. Part of the weapon is the blood of Jesus. Praise and worship. Communion. The name of Jesus. Fellowship with other believers. These are all weapons. Hallelujah. The fourth entity for which reason we pray is yourself. Let's analyze that in scripture. Jude chapter sorry, Jude 20. Jude 20. Jude 20 in amplified version. Jude 20 in amplified version. Rasta. Amplified. Now, can we read together? One, two, go. Uh-huh. 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 Now, this is interesting. The fourth entity for which reason we pray is ourselves. We pray because of us. We pray because of we. And the purpose of praying for self is for self-edification. The Bible is says, but you beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, which means to make progress. Listen, spiritual progress is made through prayer. He says, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. So listen, a Christian who loves speaking in tongues, builds himself, makes progress, and rises as an edifice. So we pray because of us. We have to edify ourselves in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the verse 4. The Bible says, he that speaketh in a known tongue edifies himself. He charges himself like a carpentry. Is someone getting blessed here? So you pray because of you. Hear me carefully. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. He says, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And you shall be witnesses. That word power there in context is potential power. Have you noticed when you buy a new phone, those times, not today, those times when you buy a new phone, they'll tell you to charge the battery for how many hours? For six hours before you can use it. Does it mean the battery is not correct or the battery is low? No. That is how you can be able to put the phone in a place where it can function well. 
So the power you received through the power and presence of the Holy Ghost is potential. And I explained to you the last time the difference between potential energy and what kinetic energy. So you may have potential power and that potential power can never be utilized. Do you know you can have a bank account in Unibank or UMB Bank and yet your account balance is 0.000? I hope you are aware. So you have savings there. You have opened the account and your name is written there. But guess what? Your account balance is zero. So listen to me. You have to work to be able to save. Likewise, you have to pray to save. So people don't know that prayer is a banking system. Can I shock you with this? Listen, there's one reason why we pray that Christians don't understand. Now, if I am the CEO, now listen to this analogy very carefully. It's going to, it's going to bless you. Are you ready? If the CEO of Unibank signs a check of 2 million Ghana cities for you, right? And he hands it over into your hands. I'm the CEO of Unibank. I've signed a check of what? 2 million Ghana cities to you. Please, can I ask you a question? If the CEO of Unibank signs a check of 2 million Ghana cities for you, where do you redraw that money? Where? 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 Sorry, let's, let me use UMB because Unibank is no more. So if the CEO of UMB Bank gives you a check of 2 million Ghana cities, you redraw that 2 million Ghana cities where? in UMB are you following so he gives you the check but you must come back to his company to what redraw are you following when God gives you a promise it's a check when he hands it over to you he's expecting you to bring it back to him hey to bring it back to him to cash out so God can give you something and he's expecting you to come back so God can give you a promise that I will change your life I will change your finances but you must come back to him through prayer to cash out so all the promises of God must be cast out by prayer whatever God wants to make you you have to come back for him to make you whatever God promises you you have to come back to receive the fulfillment God told Moses that he's going to deliver Israel he had to come back to God to ask questions it was prayer that was when he received direction on how he's going to accomplish it so we pray for the purposes of what self-edification Now, I drafted something. I want to quickly touch on it on five minutes. That is going to help you. You know, what we call the lost prayer is actually not the lost prayer. So we say the lost prayer. Our Father who art in heaven is religious. That prayer is not prayer. The disciples of Jesus came to Jesus and asked Jesus to teach them to pray and Jesus had to summarize 
So it was a teaching on prayer. It was not a prayer. He says, teach us to pray. So Jesus was teaching them how to pray. So what we call the Lord's Prayer is actually a model of prayer. That means if you want to pray, follow this structure. It's not repeating the Lord's Prayer. Because actually the Lord's Prayer is in John 17. Where Jesus prayed for the disciples, prayed for the world. And prayed for, the, for all believers. That's the Lord's Prayer. What you see in Luke 11 is not the Lord's Prayer. It's the model of prayer. Because they ask to be taught. So that you see our Father was a teaching. It wasn't a prayer. Are you following what I'm teaching you? So now listen to me. We're going to follow seven steps. I'm going to state them. Maybe later I'm going to see, say that as a, as a full teaching. Are you following that? Now, number one, he says our Father so Jesus was teaching them something about the relevance of prayer that they needed to understand he was telling them number one when you want to pray you must no longer see God just as God but as what? Father which means our prayer will change when we acknowledge God not as just God but as what? Father that is the key to New Testament prayer Father that word, Father, it is the key to New Testament prayer. It gives you confidence that you are, it is not like Elijah coming to God. It's a son coming to a father. So the confidence level is different. Number two, he says, a father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It is not a prayer. It is a teaching on prayer. So number two, hallowed be thy name is called the prayer of praise. Because when you acknowledge God as Father, who has, who has given you access into his presence, the first thing you need to do to the Father is to hallow him. So you don't begin prayer by doing warfare. You don't begin prayer by making requests. You begin prayer by hallowing his name. We call that prayer of what? Praise never going to pray until you have praised God and praising God is not only songs it is words you praise him for his name you praise him for his infinite creation you praise him for his magnificent attributes oh Lord you are omnipotent who can be compared to you all power belongs to you and you sing power and might belongs to our God forever and ever amen it's part of praise you are hallowing his name we call it the prayer of praise. I'm teaching you guys how to see how to pray. Today, in my three-hour prayer, I spent one hour only on hallowing God. Are we following this thing? Number two, sorry, number three, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. What does it mean to say thy kingdom come? Now, the word come in Greek is echomai. Now, echomai means that it, it does not mean that the kingdom is far and it must now come. No. The word echomai means to show itself. That means the thing is there, but it must be revealed. Echomai means to be established. So, God's kingdom is already on earth and functioning through our hearts, but it must be established in the hearts of other people. It also means to become known. 
That's the word come. It also means to influence. So when Jesus says thy kingdom come, he says thy kingdom should be established. Thy kingdom should influence the lives of men. So we call that the prayer of intercession. Which is the second key. So first is our father, the acknowledgement of God's fatherhood. Which means he has given you access as a son to approach him. So you don't think you are coming to God because you did some good thing. Number two, he says, hallowed be the name. That's the prayer of praise. Number three, thy kingdom come, thy will. So God wants his kingdom and his will to be done. Are you following this? We call that intercession. Anytime you are interceding for people, you are actually making God's kingdom be established in their lives and his will be done on earth. So intercessors are those who pray the will of God down. Are we following this? So, thy kingdom come means an enforcement of God's will on earth. You enforce the will of God. That's prayer of intercession. Number four. Forgive us our sins. We call that the prayer of sincerity and brokenness. The prayer of sincerity of, and brokenness. So in your prayer life, if the Holy Ghost shows you a place you were wrong, you must be sincere by acknowledging it and you must be broken before God that what you did was wrong. The way you kiss the guy's mouth like trophy, that the Holy Ghost told you that what you did was wrong. You put your mouth down and say, Lord, I'm sorry. It's a message. It's a message. I can't be so good. I see here. We call it, it says, Forgive us this day. So it's a prayer of sincerity. Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. One year, you can't be that. We are sons of God, made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm still positioned in Christ. You see, some of us have a relationship with him. So we can't mess up and pretend that we didn't know what we have done. No, no. I have a soft spot with him. I can't have a problem with my wife and be doing morning devotion. Some of you are strong. You are powerful. You are very powerful. You can fight. In fact, in so hey, what's here? Oh, Jimmy, you finish. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. <laughs> you are very powerful. I'm telling you, you are too powerful as a Christian. I don't know how you are doing it. <laughs> I don't know where you get your grace from. <laughs> Told you of the pastor that went to South Africa to go and do a minister's conference, and then. He, he went a bit late so they were having worship and one of the pastors lifted up his hands and he, he wanted to um, get some space to pastor to go and sit down but the guy was in the spirit and whilst he was going through his leg stepped on the pastor's leg and the pastor opened are you stupid? are you foolish? come on move move foolish boy and the, the guy moved and then he lifted up his hands and continued the worship like that we glorify how, no, how do you do this? 
You see, we don't get this thing. You have to fix some problems. If you have fought with somebody, you know what he did was not right. Eh? They are genuine fights. And they are ungenuine fights. That one, you know your heart. You see, your heart, you can't lie to your heart. The Holy Ghost will tell you what you did was wrong. What you said to your mother was wrong. And you are speaking in tongues. Karibaba, 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 shata kabalendo. The Holy Ghost says, say sorry. Pashiki palambra babasikepe. Say sorry. Heshke panda kapuye kepolo. Hele hepakuku. Hikimu kumbrasa. Meba, say sorry. Heskupu suskalasa. Eplosko skablando skoto. And the Holy Ghost is gone. He's gone. Sincerity. Tell somebody sincerity. You see, the difference between Saul and David was sincerity. They both sinned. But you know what Saul said? He says, take not the throne from me. You know what David said? Take not your spirit from me. When Saul sinned, he was more concerned about the throne than his God and his relationship with him. That's what many Christians don't understand. See, when you're working with God, forget about your gift. I don't care. Many of you are saying, oh, this man is a blessed teacher. He can teach the word. He can prophesy. He can... See, forget about that. When I'm with God, I'm nothing. I'm naked. It doesn't mean anything to me. Whether I'm a right reverend or a bishop, that doesn't mean... See, when you're before God, remove your title. Throw it somewhere. You are nothing. Except by the grace of God. We are who we are by the grace of God. So, when you are broken, you, you put your throne... See, David learned to put his throne aside when it was before God. Number six, or number five. He says, lead us not into temptation. We call that the prayer of consecration. This, this teaching is just too powerful. It's the prayer of consecration. So you have to learn to pray consecrated prayer. Father, deliver me from temptation. I have a prayer I've typed in my prayer room. Lord, deliver me from strange women, from lust, from immorality, and from adultery. Today I prayed it. It's a prayer of consecration. Your father married 10 and gave birth to 300. <laughs> he gave birth to a nation you should know that that tendency inside you for women is there you have to pray break my will break my last we call it prayer of consecration many of you don't pray it and Jesus is teaching us in this model so he's not reciting it our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come it's not reciting prayer of consecration lead us not into temptation in other words lead us not into enticement to sin arising from within and without it's, you see lead us not into temptation means that lead us not to a place where we rebel against your purposes it's an enticement listen enticement enticement phone can entice you the world system can entice you. I'm telling you the truth. You have to be, you have to pray to be delivered from temptation. 
Lift your hands. Say, Father, deliver me from temptation in Jesus' name. You have to pray that prayer. If not, one day you find yourself in the wrong place and you don't know what to do. When I back hit against the wall, so he will make a way for you. <laughs> where there seems to be no way. Oh, you have not, maybe you have not had an experience where a lady told you that she has stomach problem. So come and pray for her. <laughs> and then you took your Bible and you're anointing oil. <laughs> and out of, he just, he just moved into the place. <laughs> What's the problem? When you, you came, she was in a nightgown in the afternoon. I see one guy who is like, hmm, I'm saying story. <laughs> and then the moment you enter, she was at the back of the door. When you enter, she closed the door and she locked it and she put it here. <laughs> and she'll tell you, I'm giving you the keys to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then you are starting to shake balabroshi kete kabraba shakapolata lakobolo. Then the girl will open the lights down like this. Don't you like it? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Maya Maya Kalabasha, Meleke Babasha Kabrose, Eke Balata, Yekobolo. If you're a good boy, you cry. Jesus, save me, Jesus, save me, Jesus. Have you ever been in that situation before? May you never be in that situation. Because if someone's a man of God, so what will you do? I don't know. May I never be in that situation. And may you never be in that situation. It can be dangerous. Lead us not into temptation. You have to pray this prayer. Lord, lead me not into temptation. Because listen, Listen, you don't know. Most of people who fell into temptation, it was, it was not because they planned it. They didn't plan it. They were led. He says, lead us not. That means <laughs> you're leading. <laughs> Satan can be leading you like this. <laughs> then you are following. You are following. You are following. So he says, lead us not. So sometimes Satan plans a route for you. Now, of course, so January, then he's preparing you. February. He's preparing you. Your, your birthday is April. Then he's preparing you. Then he's moving you. But when he says lead us not, then God will change the route. <laughs> so, so whilst you're on your way to the ladies' house, by the time you tend, you are in front of a church. We call it lead us not. Tell somebody, lead us not. <laughs> hey! Lead us not. It's called prayer of consecration. Listen, hey, don't see, don't think you are a big guy. Oh. Don't think you are a big boy. 
Don't think it. I'm telling you because even your pastor, he doesn't trust himself. David said, cleanse me from secret sins. Are you more spiritual than David? Lead us not. Lord, lead me not. Please don't let me fall. Please don't let me fall. You have to pray that prayer every day, if possible. Let me not fall. Tell somebody, Lord, let me not fall. Teaching good, teaching good. And number six, he said, deliver us from evil. When you read the New King James, he says, deliver us from the evil one. Both of them are correct. And I'll explain why. Deliver us from evil. Huh? Evil there is a system programmed to be against your life. But the NKJV, which is deliver us from the evil one, is the person. So you must be delivered from both the system and the person. Please, are you following what I'm teaching you? So, to, for you to be delivered from Satan, it is called warfare. To be delivered from the system of evil is called prayer of protection. So, one is prayer of warfare, the other is prayer of protection. People think we don't pray protection prayers. Don't joke with protection prayers, it works. So, deliver us from evil means to be delivered, to, to be, it means what? Prayer of what? Prayer of what? Protection. Deliver us from the evil one is prayer of warfare. So one is a system. Evil is a system that Satan programs against believers. So the evil one plus, plus evil. So it is a good thing to pray for God to deliver you from trouble. Deliver you. from accident deliver you and I must have an answer I conclude for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever it's also called the prayer of praise and there's a reason why it began with praise and ended with praise because praise is a sandwich system in prayer you begin prayer with praise and you end prayer with praise that is why in every mature prayer we start by praising God and we end by praising Him Father we thank you that you have answered us because you are great you are all powerful and your word declares that if you ask anything according to your will you hear us you hear the prayers of the righteous that's why we are here it's a prayer of praise so Jesus gave us a system and a structure are you getting this thing at all? So listen, if you want to enjoy powerful prayers, number one is what? Acknowledge what? The fatherhood of God. Because that's what makes you know that because you're a son, there are no restrictions. Sons don't have restrictions. A servant cannot enter into his master's room without knocking. A son can enter. My son can just enter the room without knocking. Prum, he enters. Prum, he enters. He can take anything. Because he's a son. So, the sonship right to the father 
is what is the New Testament way of praying. Confidence that God is my Father. Number two is the prayer of what? Praise. Number three is the prayer of intercession. That's God's kingdom. When you are doing intercessory prayer, you are you are actually bring you are bringing God's kingdom and will into manifestation. Number four is what? What? Sincerity. Number five. Prayer of consecration. Number six. Prayer of warfare and protection. Finally, number seven. Prayer of praise. <laughs> are you blessed at all? So, we are going to pray. Are you ready? We are going to what? Pray. And this prayer I come to pray. Listen, there are some of you, eh? The kind of opportunity you have in this atmosphere to pray, you won't get it when you are praying alone. So take advantage and pray some things down. You hear me? The Bible says one shall chase what? A thousand. Two shall chase what? How many are we here? So that means there's a corporate anointing that we build when we pray. So if you are serious in a corporate prayer, the anointing that you live with is not the same as the anointing you came with. So don't just be casual in this moment of prayer. When we start praying, just pray until we change topic. Are you ready? Rise up on your feet. Let's sing my song of praise. We sing two minutes of praise. Let's do it quickly. Hey, this kind God, another one know the Everybody, can you rise up and praise the Lord? Come on!